This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome all of you that are watching or listening to the Warning Program. Welcome. We're in our chapel here at World Ministries International. It's actually a live audience. We do a service for their staff and their families every single week. Judgment. Many people don't understand the laws regarding judgment, the laws of God, the rise and fall of nations, how God deals with not only nations, but individuals. Well, last week, I started a part one. If you did not watch it or listen to it, go to my website, worldministries.org worldministries.org and please watch it because I don't want to go over the same material. I want to cover new material, but it is very important. America is coming under judgment right now. Maybe you are or your family or your spouse and you don't even recognize it. God deals with individuals. He deals with nations. And that's according to their full cup of iniquity principle law. I went over how it's a science. One plus one is two. Two and two is four. Gravity was created by God. There is a science of judgment. So again, please go to my website, worldministries.org, if you have not watched or listened to part one. You might want to do it just for review. Now, I'm going to give some examples of the cup of iniquity reaching full measure. Genesis 6, 5 through 7 and the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved that he made man on the earth. His heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. And God destroyed the inhabitants of the world in Noah's day because of the cup of iniquity principle. It had become full. Warning was given over a hundred years. People mocked and it happened anyway. Warnings are being given today. People are mocking. Nations are mocking. They're blaspheming God. And nations are coming under judgment as we speak. America is so close to destruction. Genesis 15, 13 through 16. Then the Lord said to him, Abram, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own. They will be enslaved and mistreated for 400 years. But I'll punish the nation they serve as slaves. 
and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your fathers in peace and be buried in a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. Yes, God uses other nations to judge other nations until their cup of iniquity becomes full and then God judges the nation that he previously used. God does not give Abraham's descendants the land until after the Amorites had failed to repent, taking advantage of God's mercy, compassion, and grace. Therefore, God's judgment instead. God is the same for all people. Judgment only comes after man continues in sin instead of repenting, thus fulfilling the cup of iniquity and bringing on God's wrath. Remember that ancient Israel possession of Canaan was based on the same conditions applicable to the Amorites. Now Moses knew God's laws and of judgment and conditions to keeping the land. Deuteronomy 9, 3 through 5. But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one that goes across ahead of you like a devouring fire. He will destroy them. He will subdue them before you. And you will drive them out and annihilate them quickly. After the Lord your God has driven them out before you, do not say to yourself, the Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. No, it is because of the account of the wickedness of the nations that the Lord is going to drive them out before you. It is not because of your righteousness or your integrity that you are going to take possession of their land but an account of the wickedness of the nations. I hope you understood that. A nation, God judges when their cup of iniquity becomes full. It's not because they're righteous, but because their own cup of iniquity isn't full, God uses them. America has been used in times past as God's hand of judgment. But also America is coming under judgment by other people, other nations, Traitors within, the economy, the weather. We are coming under judgment and most Americans have no clue what's happening. In fact, most churches have no clue because their pastor is too ignorant in the word of God, not close enough to God to rightly defy it. Instead, he believes in a woke mentality, a culture, the emergent church that says God is evolving. The word of God never evolves. Mankind and sin evolves, but you are supposed to be salt and light, and you're supposed to help the society and culture and nations around you come under the morality of God. You are not supposed to become sin. If Lot would have done his job representing God, Sodom and Gomorrah would have never been destroyed. But Lot failed and said Lot became evil. The Canaanites. Well, let's, let's first, before I hit the Canaanites, I want to go back to Deuteronomy 9, 3 through 5. Moses knew God's laws. Be assured today that the Lord your God is one who goes across ahead of you like a devouring fire. So we covered that. You need to take note of that. That the Lord your God goes ahead of you like a devouring fire. Again, it's not on the account of the wickedness of these nations. The Lord is going to drive them out before you. It's because of your righteousness, not your righteousness or integrity but on the account of the wickedness of the nations. So that is important to note because many people think we're a righteous nation. We're not. The Canaanites lost their land when their cup of iniquity became full. 
God breaks his silence and his wrath starts to fall. Judgment comes when Grayson is continually rejected by refusing to repent and obey God's covenant. When we continue to reject the mercy and grace of God, judgment continues to escalate and fall. We covered it last week, seven times seven, seven times seven, seven times seven, until you repent or until you're destroyed. Many people die needlessly. They're coming under judgment of diseases and they don't understand it. The Bible promises healing if you would do ABCD. Do we do ABCD? Do we truly forgive? Or do we harbor bitterness with our spouse until we die? If you harbor bitterness, God can't heal you. Do we understand what we're saying? But yet Christians die of all sorts of diseases and they have hatred within their heart toward people. Why call your pastor? It's a waste of his time. Do you understand the scriptures? Repent. The Bible is very clear. Forgive her, I can't forgive you. Ancient Israel and Babylon both fulfilled up their cup of iniquity separately and judgment fell on them both accordingly. God's no respecter of nations or people. God has no favorites. Jeremiah 25, 7 through 12 reads, But you did not listen to me, and you provoked me with what your hands have made, and you have brought harm to yourselves. Because you have not listened to my words, I will summon all the peoples of the north and my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all the surrounding nations. I will completely destroy them and make them an object of horror and scorn and an everlasting ruin. This whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and these nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. But when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish this king of Babylon and his nation, the land of the Babylonians, for their guilt, and will make it desolate forever. And that's what happened. God uses one nation to judge it until their cup of iniquity becomes full, and then God judges that nation. God is predictable. He's filled with mercy and grace. If it were not for his compassion, you and I would fall victim to the terrors of beast governments. Governments that slaughter their own people or give you vaccinations to put poison and kill you or arrest you and exterminate you like Hitler did the Jews. Pretending, deceiving that you're going to take a shower it says cyanide filled the room and they died. Beast governments. If you say our government couldn't do that, you are very naive. Unless you're under God, you can become an animal. You can become a beast with no conscience. What do you think abortion is? 70, 80 million people in America alone slaughtering babies? That used to be murder when I was growing up. We are civilized animals. A beast government. Again, Jeremiah 25, 7 through 12. You have not listened to my words, and I will summon all the peoples of the north and my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and I will bring them against this land. Nations are being risen right now against America. Since March 2020, I prophesied, and I've had 25 dreams. Civil unrest, we've seen it. We've seen it. Year and a half, two years, burning down cities, Antifa, BLM, burning down cities. We're on the verge of civil war. A law was passed in Washington State that again, if your child, no matter what age, your child thinks he's a girl, if he's a boy and you're a Christian, they can take your boy, kidnap it, so to speak, hide him, do a sex operation, 
and you can't stop it. Now that is pure bestiality, tyranny, and civilized beast that the government is becoming. Let me tell you, some parents will rise up in arms and stop it. We're on the close, on the cusp of civil war. Also, God said, we're going to have an invasion. Do you know we've already had 68 million illegal aliens in this country, many of them fighting age? If that is not an invasion, you tell me what is. An invasion. They say by the time the next election, there will be 15 million. This is an invasion. God is predictable. Governments can turn into a beast like nations of Sudan, Rwanda, Indonesia, Burundi, and others. Liberia, Nigeria. Yes, God has to judge or the innocent, according to the prophet Isaiah, become prey. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, grandson of King Nebuchadnezzar. Again, King Belshazzar. King Belshazzar, grandson of King Nebuchadnezzar, was personally judged by God when his cup of iniquity, his rebellion, became full. Daniel also warned King Belshazzar that his grandfather also personally came under divine judgment by God and temporarily repented. You can look in the history of mankind when there was repentance, whether it was Nineveh, whether it was Rwanda. I don't have time to get into that. God gave me a word. I flew to Rwanda. I met with the government in the parliament after 42 days of fasting, so I had enough strength of God to overcome my weakness, my pride, as fasting, deny self-preservation. And I was filled with the power of God. I said, Mr. President, in the parliament, I would never personally say this, but God calls you a fool. Your parliament is a fool. And I gave the definition of a fool, one that rejects the word of God, the laws of God, the morality of God, the ethics of God. And under your own wisdom, you make your own laws, and one-eighth of your population is killed. In three to six months, you've killed 1.3 million people. And God is saying, without a repentance, your nation is damned. You've killed one-eighth of your population. There's going to be coup after coup, vengeance after vengeance, blood after blood. You have to have a national repentance. Two weeks later, he calls me up in America, says, you remember me? I said, yes, sir. He says, I want you to know we're going to meet for seven days, a national stadium, 60,000 people. And we're going to ask God and each other to forgive. And they did just that, and they haven't fought since. If we meet God's conditions, God can use you and me to make a difference if we'll have the courage to open up our mouth because truth takes away deception and lead a nation into repentance. That's the whole point of Eagle Saving Nations that I'm also a, the president of. Go on my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Please join Eagle Saving Nations. We're trying to get into the stadiums, all types, NFL, NBA, civic centers. Once again, let the power of God come down upon his people like Pentecost, where they can go forth with power and authority and speak the truth instead of coming under tyranny, fear, intimidation by a corrupt government. We've got to once again lead a mighty revival if this nation's going to survive called America. Daniel 5, 18 through 28. O thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. And for the majesty that he gave all people, nations and languages, trembled and feared before him, whom he would he slew, and whom he would he kept alive, and whom he would he set up, and whom he would he put down. 
That's the authority and power that Nebuchadnezzar had. But when his heart was lifted up, his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne and he, they took his glory from him and he was driven from the sons of man and his heart was made like a beast and he dwelt was with the wild asses. They fed him with the grass like oxen and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high ruled in the kingdom of men and that he approached over it whomever he will and God appoints whoever he wills. And Nebuchadnezzar started to realize this. That God's mercy and God had used him to bring judgment on other nations. And thou his son, O Belshazzar, has not humbled your heart, though thou knewest all of this, but you've lifted up against the Lord your God in heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before you, and thou and the lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them, and thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold, of brass, iron, wood, and stone which see not, nor hear, nor know, and the God in whose hands thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways thou hast not glorified. Then was a part of thine hand sent from him, and the writing appeared on the wall. The interpretation was, God hath numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Thou art weighed in the balances, and thou art found wanting. Thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. This grandfather heard the story of his grandson, heard the story of Nebuchadnezzar, yet he did not hearken to the example set before him how his, the king repented. Now he goes into pride and arrogance, only he doesn't repent. He says, you're found in the balance. Your kingdom is divided, given to the Medes and Persians. There does come a point of no return, no matter what you do. Judgment is going to fall. Daniel 5, 30-31, In that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. And Darius, the Median, took the kingdom about threescore and two years old. That very night, King Cyrus of Persia was another unwitting servant of God. Ezra 1, 1-2. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he might make a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, the Lord God of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is Judah. Isaiah 44, 28 reads, That said of Cyrus, he was my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasure. Isaiah 25, 1 through 12. As we can see, God raises up military leaders to take the sword and use it to bring judgment on those whose cup of iniquities become full. Even though the leaders chose do not do what they wanted. In Romans 2, 5, 6, and 8, Paul warns the sexually immoral Romans of the full cup principle. You are storing up wrath against yourselves for the day of God's wrath. When his righteous judgment will be revealed, God will give to each person according to what he has done. But for those who are self-seeking and who have rejected the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. Paul clearly understood the full cup of iniquity role. Colossians 3, 5, and 6. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. In 1 Thessalonians 2, 14 through 16, the believers in Thessalonica are encouraged to be patient until the 
enemies of Christ had filled their cup of iniquity. You suffered from your own countrymen the same things those churches in Judea suffered from the Jews who killed the Lord Jesus and the prophets and also drove us out. They, the Jews, displease God and are hostile to all men in their effort to keep us from speaking to the Gentiles so they may be saved. In this way, they also heap up their sins to the limit. The wrath of God has come upon them at last. And at the time of the writing, Paul knew that the Jews had filled up their cup and they were doomed to destruction by the Romans, which began in 70 A.D. The rise and fall of nations. My book, The Science of Judgment. Go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org, and order it. Now, Jesus warned about the full cup principle. During a discourse with the scribes and Pharisees, after pronouncing seven curses or woes upon them for their hypocrisy, Matthew 23, 32 through 33 states, Fill you up them, the measure of your forefathers, you serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Strong words. When the nation, city, people, or person's cup of iniquity has been filled, then divine love manifests itself in judgment. God breaks his silence for divine mercy has its limits and out of divine grace for the innocent, his wrath is poured out. Why does there have to be eternal judgment? Because the prophet Isaiah said, if God doesn't separate with a heaven and a hell, the innocent will be prey as evil continues and there will never be righteous person on earth as they will kill us all. Right now, the world hates Christians. The world elite hates it. They're forming a new world government. They're building concentration camps. They want to exterminate you. Matthew 23, 34 through 38. Wherefore, behold, I send you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them you kill and crucify. Some of them shall you scourge in your synagogues, persecute them from city to city, that upon you may come all righteous blood shed upon the earth from the blood of the righteous Abel unto the blood of Zacharias, son of Barcaeus, whom you slew between the temple and the altar. Verily I say unto you, all these things shall come upon this generation. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you have killed the prophets and stones which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her children under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, your house is left unto desolate. And they were judged. They were scattered. Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. And keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, for God will bring every deed unto judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it's good or evil. Fear God, because God will surely judge. There is a time the spirit leaves the body and you're in judgment. Now's the time when the spirit's in the body for mercy and grace. Judge yourself and God says, I won't judge you. But if you don't judge yourself when the spirit's in your body, God will surely judge you and mercy and grace is over. Because God knows if you lived another billion years, you would never repent. But you'd continue in your vanity and your pride and continue to reject the Holy Spirit. Revelation 18, 4 through 8. Warns of the principle of the cup of iniquity and the redemption and other destruction, judgment. Heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you may be not partakers of her sins and that you receive not her plagues. For her sins have reached heaven. God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as they rewarded you. Double upon her double according to their works. The cup which she has filled will fill the double. 
How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she has said in her heart, I sit as a queen, and no widow shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will utterly be burnt with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. God's behavior toward the nation of Israel is no different toward any other nation. God's behavior is universal and unchanging. The full cup of iniquity principle with Israel is as follows. <clears throat> Israel becomes wicked. Warnings are sent from God through the prophets. When the warnings are repeatedly rejected by the nation or people, God sends destruction. God sent eight prophets to Israel over 130 years prior to the destruction of the ten tribes to warn the people to repent and obey the laws of God or destruction would come. God sent Elisha, Obadiah, Joel, Jonah, Amos, Hosea, Isaiah, and Micah. And when the majority of the people continue to reject the warnings of God, which is the grace and mercy of God, finally the cup of iniquity became full. God broke his silence, used the Assyrian king to bring judgment upon Israel by destroying the ten tribes of Israel in 722 B.C. Later, when the Assyrians' cup of iniquity became full, God sent another nation to destroy the Assyrians. This is the science of judgment. Ladies and gentlemen, order my book, The Science of Judgment. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Support this ministry so we can stay on your local television station. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Five two four eight. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.